You're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. And each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events, learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have David Leo joining us from Devonport. Welcome, David. How are you today? I'm well, thanks, Tabitha, and happy Monday to you and all our listeners. Happy Monday. Thank you. How was your weekend? What did you get up to? It was a packed weekend. We had a... um uh, awesome Sabbath. At, uh, I was with the Deloraine church members uh, on uh, Sabbath, and we, we had a full day. We've been going through the Book of Revelation. You can check that out on our, our Facebook. And we've been uh, we went on a, a walk in the afternoon, and it was a it was a good walk. I really enjoyed being out in nature, going to the uh, walking amongst the rocks and the and the forest, and everything was was good. Mm, was that uh, with your family, or I was it, with the church, it, with the church family. Yeah, oh, nice. yeah it was good. Yeah, That's and then cool. uh, yesterday we, we my son's back to his basketball mm-hmm. season, and yeah, it was uh, and, and it was a really good game to watch and spent time with the family, mm. and uh, yeah, did some marriage counselling last night. So, <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah, it's uh, been pretty full on, yeah, mm. it's been, and it's been good. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it seems like uh, you know being a blessing to others, you know, like uh, the counselling and. Um, it's like more of service, actually. Um, you know, uh, going to church and uh, ministering to the church members, and then you had um, a couple's um, shower. Was it? Oh a yes, on Saturday night. I forgot to. I forgot to mention that. Yes, we have a couple, a young couple at church that be getting married. Uh, not this week, the week after. Mm. So yeah, we're we're doing the premarital counselling. It's a lot of fun. Mm, there's yeah. a lot of uh, marriage stuff involved <laughs> yeah yeah that's right that's right yeah it's been really good mm. um yeah so yeah. uh yeah that's ju- interesting sorry yeah no that's been a, been a good week yeah so um, i'm looking forward to getting into today's topic mm. uh last week we talked about um come to the feed mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, ho- I hope everyone remembers those who were tuned in last week remember uh the last line we left on that one it was Many are called, but few are chosen. Mm. And uh, you are about to today's one we're about to get into, which is called the narrow door. Mm-hmm. We're starting. We're starting to connect, connect the dots now. Mm. So all the all the parables we've gone through before, mm. and when we start building one top of the, uh, one on top of the other, we can start seeing how Jesus is making an amazing case for um, for what he's trying to teach us about the kingdom of God. So yeah, mm. it's gonna it's gonna be fantastic. Hmm, indeed, and uh, I understand. Like I, I went through the scripture passage, and uh, this story from the Bible, or like this teaching, is very um, common. Like, um, and Jesus has used different illustrations to show that it's hard to actually um, access the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> there was this time he told his disciples that it's easier for a camel to go th- through a needle head. Um, yes. than it is for, or that was about a rich man. But then, um, you know, there's a bit of, um, connection there. There's some similarity there. 
it's yeah, it's good that you made the connection because we 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 did the uh, we did the parable of the vineyards, you know, the the workers in the vineyard, mm. and he told that parable parable because the disciples were confused. They thought if a rich man can't make it, mm-hmm. what 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 chance do we have of making it? Mm. You know, so there's this uh, yeah. So with the narrow door, there's a similar similar thing here, and you know, I, I it's it's uh, it's Incredible how us as humans, when we read when we read something like that, mm-hmm. or when we hear a story, you know, when somebody uh, like Jesus tells us parable, or we hear about somebody that you know made it big, you know, they worked hard and they got rich, and then we think, wow, mm-hmm. you know, that must be really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the that's the immediate uh, response that we have. You know, like I think about. Um, mm-hmm. I think about when I first applied for, when I applied for a job in customs. I don't, I'm not sure if they still do it now, mm-hmm. but I do know it was, it was a very. Um, they went through a pretty stringent process, you know. Like I, I remember, they they said uh, when they caught up to say, "Oh, look, we want you to come to this uh, some type of test." I can't remember the words they used, but uh, I turned up at the hall. Here was here I was thinking I'm going to go to an interview, mm-hmm. and the interviewer will tell me if got the job or not, right? And so I go to this room, and there's like 500 people there. Mm. So that's what no. So this, that's an exaggeration. There's probably <laughs> about 200 people, 200 people there. But I heard there was three of them. So there was our my one. There was another one, and another one after that. You know, and, and we're in this big hall. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, man, that's a lot of people going for a job. You know, a lot of us are going to get a, get a job. But then I heard that the, they're doing this as a trial and, and dwindling it down. It was an aptitude test. You know, mm-hmm. what would you do in a situation like this? How would you? And so we filled out these these tests, and obviously they're looking for specific people. And then I get a call about a, a about three four weeks later. Uh, can you come to this other thing that we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I go to that, and this time there's eight people, eight of us. Mm. So you had to progress th- to the next stage. Yeah, progress to the next stage, and there's mm. eight of us. Uh, we're doing these these uh, group tests, you know, like. If this is a situation, so we sit down and we talk and we say what we're going to do. I'm thinking, well, no, they're going to test us as a group, right? I'm thinking, okay, so oh, let's see what happens after this. And so about three or four weeks after that, I get a call, mm-hmm. coming for an interview. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, three things that you got to go to, right? Mm-hmm. And I go to the I go to the interview and uh, there's um, three people sitting in a panel and one person, which is, you know, with me. And we're having this interview and I'm thinking, wow, this is a... A lot of process to go through, and the funny thing is, mm-hmm. I still remember mm-hmm. they said um, they said to they said to me they, at, at the end of it because when they advertised for the job, they said weekends are the busiest, and I knew that I don't work on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when the interview was coming to a close. They said, uh, David, are there any questions you know that you want to put? And I'm thinking, Lord, I've been praying about this, you know, <laughs> and and I'm thinking this is so, this has been a huge process, you know, go through all these things. Mm-hmm. Do I do I really have to ask a question? So I did. I told them, hey, listen, um, I know it said this, this was advertised as working the weekend, but I need to let you know that I observe the Sabbath um, from sunset to Friday to sunset, Saturday. I, I don't work, mm-hmm. and and I and and they said um, they asked why. I talked about this. Yeah, did I talk about the Sabbath and my belief in God? Mm-hmm. And they said, does it does it? I said, what? Why the Sabbath? Like, do you have to? I said, no, it's not that I I have to. It's that I don't have to. <laughs> but I want to. <laughs> yeah, I said I, I. I don't have to. I don't have to work. You know, that's what God said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it sounded so arrogant. You know, I I could hear it in my mouth as it came out of my mouth. I thought, 
I'm not being arrogant. I'm just telling the truth, you know. Mm. And they both, looked, you know, um, they, they, the three, uh, two of them looked at each other and looked at me. I said, you know, okay. I said, well, you know, Saturday is our busiest morning. We thank you for coming. But the whole process was, mm-hmm. you know, like it, 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 from a human perspective, it was like, man, this is this is really hard to try and get into, you know, like uh, it's a job, you know. Mm. And, and, you know, f- for us, when we look at things that are, that are going to require effort, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it's going to require us getting a bit inconvenient and out of our comfort zone. Mm. You know, the, the default is to respond in such a way where it's like, you know what? I don't I can't be bothered. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just, I, I can't be bothered. I'm comfortable. Mm. I'm happy where I'm at. You know, and I just don't. You know, it's funny. I, I was actually talking about this uh, with some young people, you know, because I work as a, a, a chaplain. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even, even young people in their teens have already started with the attitude with, you know, I've got my phone. Mm-hmm. I've, got net, I've got Netflix. <laughs> I've got, um, you know, I've got everything I need. Mm. And so when friends would say, hey, let's, let's go out and have lunch somewhere or let's go and play tennis, <laughs> their, their response is, yeah, I really can't, yeah, I can't mm. be bothered, you know. And it's like, what a, what, a, what a sad situation to be in, you know. Like, I, I'm of the attitude if if there's something new to try, man, yeah, if, if a friend says to me, hey, Dave, want to come out and learn how to fly a helicopter? Man, mm. I'll tell you what, I'll be quick as, quick as, <laughs> quick as lightning. I'm out there. Now, let's give it a shot. Like, I don't know how to drive a helicopter to save my life, but, mm. you know, there are things that we've got to, you know, there are things that are difficult, but you give them a try and, man, life, life changes for us. Mm. And that, <clears throat> that brings me to our listener question. Um, we'd like our listeners to share with us of a difficult choice they had to make, uh, which took a lot of effort, but in the end, it was rewarding. Like it yeah. was worth it in the end. Um, text us your responses to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and I will be able to share them on air. And just to quickly remind us, that, um, you can catch up with the previous episode um like david talked about um come and have a face last week so if you missed that or any other episodes um that we've done you can catch up on that through the faith fm app or the faith fm website yeah so i'm i'm, I'm yeah please please respond i'd love to hear your stories of things that took effort but it was well worth the effort. Yeah, I love. I love to hear that. I think that'd be really encouraging. Mm-hmm. But um, if you if you have your Bibles, we're going to read this. We're going to read this in the next uh, next section. We're mm-hmm. going to get a Luke thirteen. Uh, so if you get if you have your Bibles with you, yeah, Luke thirteen is where we're going. Um, but uh, Tabitha will read it for us after the song that's coming up next. Mm-hmm. And uh, this song is called "Faithful" by Brooke Fraser. There's distance in the air And I cannot make it leave I wave my arms round about me And blow with all my might I cannot sense you close Though I know you're always here But the comfort of you near Is what I long When I can't feel you, I've learned to reach out just the same. When I 
was Faithful by Brooke Fraser and you're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and uh, today we have David Leo and David is talking about the narrow door and um, we are going to our scripture reading is from Luke 13 verse 22 to 30 and uh, before we went for break I asked our listeners to let us know if they've been in a situation where they had to make a difficult um, decision or choice or they had to go through a difficult process but then at the end of it it was worth it it was rewarding let us know on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one and uh, our free book offer today is called um the essential jesus and um it's just talking about the man who is jesus message and the mission and it is by 10 authors um and among them is byron w ball and william g johnston we'll give you more information about that um a bit later on so david uh we you mentioned that we're going to read um today's scripture reading um mm. but before we do that are uh, you when you shared your experience about applying for a job 
at the customs. You said that um, the interview panel said um, Saturday mornings are the busiest. But we're just wondering, did you get the job or what What happened after that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, yeah, so the end of that, that story was I was called back uh, another three or four weeks after that. And they said to come in to start the training for mm. customs. And uh, I went to see the the people that are doing the training. When I started on that on my first day of training, I said, hey, listen, this is my story. I told them I told them at the panel that, uh, you know, um, about the Sabbath and blah, blah, blah. And uh, the trainers looked a bit shocked. Went, oh no, I, you know, I never heard of that. So they uh, came the next day and said, "Oh, listen, we're doing up a, a roster for you, and you won't have to work those hours." So I wow. ended up working in customs for the next twelve years. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that that was that was amazing. Mm, um, I came through with that, but mm. yeah. So that that was a narrow door that I stepped through you know, and uh, <laughs> walked with Jesus and. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, like, like uh, I'd love to hear from my listeners too, any experiences they had. Um, but let, let's jump on to Luke 13, and uh, it's verses 22 to 30. So mm. if you mind uh, reading that for us, please, Tabitha. Um, I'm reading from the ESV, English Standard Version. Mm-hmm. Um, he went on his way through towns and villages, teaching and journeying through Jerusalem. And someone said to him, Lord, will those who are saved be few? And he said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. When once the master of the house has risen and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us, then he will answer you. I do not know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves cast out. And the people will come from east and west, and from north and south, and recline at table in the kingdom of God. And behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. Right. So thanks, Tabitha. Thanks for reading this. So you hear this, mm. you hear this parable that he tells this person. We don't know who that person is. You know, we don't know whether it's a disciple, somebody that's just listening from the audience. Is it a Pharisee? Mm. We don't know who it is. But they ask the question that, that that's a, this theme that comes up quite often, right? Like you, you see Jesus says narrow, the door is narrow, right? And it just reminds me at the end of the Sermon on, of the Mount from chapters Matthew chapter 5 to 7, Jesus has all these instructions for the church, you know, for the for the people that will follow him. Hmm. And in, in Matthew seven thirteen, he says, in 14, it says, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is, uh, easy, is easy that mm-hmm. leads to destruction. And those who enter it, enter by it, are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Right? So there's, there's something to the question this man is asking. And then Jesus saying that, uh, in, in the, the end of the Sermon of the Mount. And then you've got the story of, um, uh, of the, um, the ten virgins where five of them don't have enough oil and five don't, which is found in Matthew 25. And, you know, when, when the five come to the door afterwards and they're late, mm-hmm. the master of the house says, no, you can't come in. We don't, I don't know you. Right. Mm-hmm. Similar to what Jesus is saying in the, um, uh, in this particular parable that we're looking at today. 
Mm. And then there's the other the other instance where uh, Jesus says, uh, "Go away! I don't know who you are." And the people are saying, "But we cast out demons. We did this in your name, and blah blah blah." You know, but um, you know, when when uh, when I was hungry, you didn't feed me. You know, when I was thirsty, you didn't. You know, so there's there's these uh, there's these instances when we look at them. The first thing we do in our in our human and and selfish hearts, the f- the first thing we think to ourselves is, "Oh man, I'm I'm not good enough for this." Hmm. You know, I, I I can't qualify. Yeah, this is this is tough. You know, so the appearance immediately mm-hmm. is is uh. Do you know what I'm saying, Tabitha? Do you know mm. what I mean by yeah? I was I was actually talking to to a. a a friend who's been a, a Christian for a long time. He's been a, he's a church member, mm-hmm. and he wanted to discuss some things. And uh, he said to me, "You know, um, David, he's a, he's older than me. He's a, a couple of decades older than I am." Mm-hmm. And uh, he said to me, "David, you know, uh, right now, even as we're talking, I don't feel like I'm worthy to to be in the kingdom." And, and we had this discussion. Why not? You know, like, uh, what, what, what are your thoughts and blah, blah, blah. He says, you know, when I think about, um, you know, when I think about the things that will, um, that, 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 uh, the prophecy says and the things that we read in the Bible, and I think, you know, I, I just don't shape up and I feel scared, you know, and I feel afraid. And I'm thinking, wow, well, the, and the fear comes from not being assured that we are, um, that we are able to go through this because we can figure out who the door is, right? Mm. When we talk about the door, mm-hmm. can you think about instances in the Bible where somebody refers to saying, "Hey, this is what the door is." Mm. Jesus says in John ten, specifically, mm-hmm. he says, "I am the door." That's what Jesus says. Jesus I says, am, "I, am, I am the door." Mm. And in John, right. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the life, John fourteen six. That's right. So when Jesus says, "Hey," uh, we look at it. We look at the situation in our human eyes and in, in, in our and in the, in the yeah this, the sinful flesh that we have, the the selfish heart that we've been yeah that unfortunately we, we we all have. And the only thing we can do is to learn how to make it a selfless heart to be you know to to have hope is to enter by the door. And Jesus says, the door is narrow. Why is the door narrow? Jesus says, I am the door. Mm-hmm. Right? The, to accept the hardships of what's coming, we have to take on the fact that Jesus says, well, you're going to have to come through me. You, you, you mentioned John 14, 6. I am the way, <laughs> the truth, and the life. There's only one way you can come through. And Jesus says, I'm the only way to salvation, I'm the only thing that you can rely on and de- you can depend on that's going to get you through the hardships that you're talking about. I gave the example of the customs things. I was relying on Jesus the whole way through, right? Mm. And when you when you come to the door and ah, uh, you know, you think about um, I'm I'm thinking of the the sanctuary and the temple that the people of God, you know, the the, the Israelites and the Hebrews, and they were given this the sanctuary system that they could worship God and there was only one way to enter the sanctuary. Hmm. There was you couldn't there's no other way to enter it. You know, you couldn't jump the f- jump over the, the fence or well you could, but that's not the way to do it. You can't take any shortcuts. Hmm. There's a door which you're meant to come through and coming through that door you're going to understand what it means to uh to follow Jesus. Hmm. Right? And Jesus is trying to give this teaching to this particular gentleman. 
who's asked the question, is there only a few that are going to find it? And instead of Jesus getting to a theological uh, discussion about this, <laughs> he, 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 he points directly to the person that's asking the question. Mm. And his answer to him is, strive. The Greek word that's used in this particular uh, sentence mm-hmm. is the sentence they usually use for athletes. Mm. Train. Train for this. <laughs> Discipline your body for this. Mm. It's not easy. Mm. It's not easy. You're mm. going to have to start training because we've been conditioned in such a way. I mean, you, you think about it, right? Mm. If uh, let's, let's Think about my son's basketball, right? If, if you wanted to play basketball mm-hmm. and you spent every day eating chips, watching Netflix, you know, uh, mm. sitting down, just being just being uh, stationary like all day and then you're expecting to jump on the court and run up and down, you know, for 25 minutes or more mm. and shoot the ball and do all these things, that's not going to work. Mm. The, you, the person that's going to, you know, Jesus is saying strive. Mm. What do you have to strive for? Strive for the fact that you're going to have to change the way you think, that this is not about the way you do things. It's not about me, how I do things. This is about, me laying everything at Jesus' feet, right? What does that look like? Well, we're going to talk about that um, when we come back uh, to, in the next section. But uh, this this word strive and this, we, we say, oh, this is too hard. Mm. And Jesus says, strive. Mm. <laughs> strive to what? Wow. Let's find, let's find that out. Um, in the and, next uh, section. Yeah. After, <laughs> after this, after the song, let the song inspire you and, and uh, encourage you. And then we'll come back and talk about it. Mm. Mm. And we have a free book offer. It's called The Essential of the Essential Jesus. And uh, this book will give you so much information that you need to know about Jesus, understand him better, um, um, understand his message and mission. And I uh, will give you more information later on and the code to claim this free book offer. And just encouraging our listeners to text us. Let us know of a situation where you had to make a difficult decision but then in the end it it was worth it or you went through a difficult process and um you probably felt like giving up but then you you were after something and you know at the end of it you were able to achieve that goal or um whatever you were after um let us know on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one keep pressing keep pressing on by marty and tenny thompson As I walk on this journey, I'm burdened by sin so heavy, but I've heard there's one who sets men free, and so I'll keep pressing on. The narrow way leads to a mountain that few have climbed, for trials got to them. But on that hill there's a fountain That washes my sins away Blessed cross, blessed empty tomb Blessed man, hope is found in you What a cost, you took my place And so I'll keep pressing on
program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Keep Pressing On by Marty and Tani Thompson and you're listening to Tazi Encounters with David Leo and uh, David is talking about the narrow door uh, and we're reading from the book of uh, Luke 13 verse 22 to 30 and um, we in the preview, uh, before we went for a break I asked our listeners to share with us uh, of a difficult choice they had to make uh, but then in the end it was worth it um I remember it was uh, when I thought of coming to Australia um I'm from Kenya and I've been here in I've lived in Tasmania for 3 years but then um, I when I think back of uh, the process that I had to go through to actually um, get here, it was hard. It was long, and uh, there was a lot that was involved. Um, mm. A lot of resources. There was time, and then a lot of money. And also, I was thinking, of course, I'm um, leaving my family behind, and then coming to this new place, which I am not. I don't even know what to expect. I don't have any um, relatives or. You know, I don't have family here, so I was thinking like it was a big decision that I had to make. But I knew that um, I had a dream when I was in high school. High school, I was always thinking of um, 
studying overseas just for that um, exposure and um, experience. So I thought, well, I have to do it. And it was hard, uh, especially the first three months, uh, because, you know, the system is very different how, like, um, you access services and all that. And um, mm. you're just expected to know, which is, just, I, I found very strange. Like, I feel like um, in Kenya, you get a lot of support. Um, but then here, it's like, you know, how do you not know this? <laughs> and, um, you know, it was just hard. And I was thinking, oh, should I go back home? <laughs> but then after, like I settled um, and found my way around, I felt like, yeah, I made the right decision. It's worth it. Like, it's the best decision I've ever made. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I encourage mm -hmm. our listeners, let us know what um, decision did you have to make Um that was hard, but then in the end, it was worth it. Text us on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Now, David, in the previous section, you talked about um, Jesus' response to, to this listener who asked um, who the few are, like who will be saved, the few who will be saved. And Jesus said, um, "Strive to enter Strive. through the narrow door." And you said yeah. that means train, like it's something that you have to keep doing. Um, yeah, so how, what do you have for us in this section? Yeah, so th that's a word that's used in the Greek term. It's, it's often used for athletes to train train to be, be prepared, right? And so when he says strive, strive to, to come to the narrow door, there's a, there's, a, uh, there's a part of this parable that you need, we need to pick up that there's an invitation, right? This mm -hmm. training, you know, like I gave you the example of basketball just before, but uh, it's not just asking for one person in particular. Jesus is saying anybody can come to the door. Anybody can come to me, right? That's that's what Jesus. This that's what the flip side of this parable is, mm. is that although it's narrow, it's open for anybody. So whether that person was a Pharisee, whether that person was uh, a Jew, whether that person was just some random guy that wanted to ask the question. The invitation is open to everyone. So while, while Jesus is answering the question to this particular person, everybody in the audience is given the invitation. Mm. Strive, discipline yourself to work out what it means to, to come to the door. Now, what does it mean to come to the door? Um, John 17, verse 3. Mm -hmm. you see, we, we, we already looked at John fourteen six. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Except through the door. You gotta come through the door, right? And then John seventeen three says, Now this is eternal life that they may know God and his son, mm. Christ Jesus. So there is this formula then that eternal life comes from knowing Jesus Christ. Mm. All right. The key here is that when we get to know who Jesus Christ is. And we get to, uh, and the only way to know Jesus, the, the mind of the mind of Jesus, and to know who Jesus is, is through the Scripture, is through the is through the Holy Bible. When we familiarize uh, familiarize ourselves with the Bible, and we hear the Bible, uh, like you're hearing the radio tonight, uh, the, right now, and um, you read it for yourself, and you know you spend time in the Bible. What you're actually doing is you're getting to know who Jesus Christ is. And when you know who Jesus Christ is and you start to understand what it means when he says, I'm the door, right? You start to realize that uh, there are things that we've been finding. Uh, there's some things that we've been 
acquiring in our lives the way our mind is conditioned. Oh, the things that Jesus, the, the things that the Bible talks about is too difficult. At first appearance, it does seem like that it's difficult. But there are few who are going to make the effort to get to know Jesus Christ. What is Jesus saying? Strive to get to know me. Mm. You know, there, there's a... Uh, you talked about, you talked about, you know, I've been doing uh, marriage counseling in recent times. And what what comes out in marriage is there's never a time that you stop getting to know each other. Hmm. You know, like uh, I think my wife and I, well, my wife and I come up to 17 years married, right? Hmm. And it seems so fast. But I can tell you that the people that we were 17 years ago, we're not the same people. Hmm. We, we, I'm not the same David. She's not the same Sokar that was was married to me. We, we have totally changed, but over the time we've uh, we've adjusted to the changes that we're going going through. Why have we changed? Because we've had children. You know, we've moved. We've changed careers. You know, we constantly going through this journey of a relationship, and we hold on to it. You know, uh, one of the cool things uh, for for morning worship just this morning with my family um, after the radio my son and I my oldest he's got a high school camp and I'm the chaplain of uh, the uh, of the school so I'm actually going along with the camp so we at morning worship this morning we talked about faith in Hebrews 11 verse 1 what is faith you know the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen that's what the Bible says mm. and I asked the question you know when it comes to um, when it comes to the model of the family how is it meant to demonstrate what it's like to be with God Right, and so we went through this discussion, and my son got to it. My son, uh, my older son, he said, "Yeah, he says uh, we meant to demonstrate it because um, the love that we experience in the family is the love that we meant to experience with God." Mm-hmm. I said, "Well done." I said, "And what do we have to? What's something that we have to exercise when it comes to uh, God? Because we can't see Him. What about you, Uriah, and myself? We're going to be away from the family until Friday. Does that mean that we're now not loving each other?" And my daughter said, "No." I said, well, what if somebody came to you and said, oh, dad doesn't love you anymore because he's over there? <laughs> she says, uh, I wouldn't believe them. I said, why not? Because I know that you love me. Right? Mm. We've, spent, we've spent 11 years together and she's seen the demonstration of what, what it means for dad to love her. So even though I'm not in, I'm not in sight, she's going to hold on to the fact that, no, I, I know this to be true because it's been demonstrated in my life. Now, if we do the same thing with Jesus Christ and we familiarize ourselves with Jesus Christ and I can tell you my daughter's my daughter's claim promises to me where I've said to her listen you know if we um, if you get your chores done this morning if we finish early we can go have a game of tennis mm. you know and uh, she finishes her chores and I'm busy doing some work or something and she'll come to me and say dad you promised if I finish my chores you're going to take me to tennis and so as a good dad you've got to come through with the promises right and where did I learn that mm. I learned that from my dad, I learned that from, where did he learn that? He learned that from the Bible. Mm. <laughs> he, he learned that from God, right? Mm. Come through with your promises. Mm. And so when we start doing that with Jesus Christ, we start claiming promises and moving that way. And this is where you start learning to train our mind to do things that, the way that God is saying. Mm. Few find it because few claim the promises. But when you learn to, to, to when you learn to know God and you learn to know Christ Jesus, um, you'll start to realize, wow, okay, this only looks hard because um, I'm looking at myself. I need to look to Jesus more Mm. and just rely on him. 
and rely on his promises. And mm-hmm. then I can be like a child that doesn't have to worry about the bills and all that kind of thing, right? God worry about the bills when it comes to salvation, when it comes to eternal life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, the, that's something I don't know how to handle. I'll let my father handle it. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, just to give you some more information about our free book offer, The Essential of Jesus. Um, this book is an assemblage of, um, the writings of 10 scholars, including Brian W. Ball and William G. Johnson. And, uh, these are passionate believers in Jesus. And they've compiled this book into one powerful volume on the man, the mission, the message and the mission of Christ. And uh, this book answers some of the questions like uh, who Jesus is, um, why he died, and if he has a future, if he will come again, and some other questions um, that you can learn more when you read this Bible. I mean, this book. Um, and I'll give you the code after the break. For now, let's listen to this song, Wait Well by Sandra Enterman. grocery store with a million and one things maybe some more that you've got to get done to meet a deadline do you stand there and curse or wait well then you get on the road and you find yourself stuck just ahead there's a learner driving his truck and there's no chance to pass no alternative route do you sit on his tail or wait well and that friend that you're meeting you're gonna let down but you get there to find they're nowhere to be found now they're holding you up it's time you don't have do you pace up and down or wait well Christian that you're following Christ Every chance that you get You share the Lord of your life But so many take so long To accept and believe Do you give up too soon Or wait well And there's some in your family Who are wearing you thin You have prayed every prayer You can send up to him But you're not seeing change No improvements in sight Do you write them all off Oh, wait well And the world's in a mess Getting worse every day You find yourself wondering How long will he take? There are so many suffering Can he not see our plight? Do you question and doubt? Oh, wait well you wait he will come when he is ready it won't be too late just be sure that you ask him to give you this thing the endurance you need to wait well oh 
be sure that you ask him for this very thing, the endurance you need, the endurance you need, the endurance you need to wait That was Wait Well by Sandra Enterman. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters with David Leo. And uh, David has been talking about um, the narrow door. And I promise to give you the code to claim a free book offer, which is called The Essential Jesus. And this is talking about the mind, the message, and the mission. And uh, it's been written by 10 authors, including Byron W. Ball and William J. Johnson. And um, the code is... Encounter 8, text Encounter, and the number 8. Don't put any space in between that. And um, text to 488 and I will be able to send that book to you. So, um, David, in the previous section, we you mentioned about Jesus being the door. Jesus is yeah. the way to um, actually accessing the kingdom of heaven and... Um, uh, you gave a few illustrations from um, the scripture, um, including um, John 14, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and mm-hmm. how to actually get to that door. It's by knowing Jesus. Knowing, yes. Yeah. What do you have for us in this section as we finish off? Well, first, I just want to talk about that book, The uh, the Essential Jesus. Uh, what that what that book is about is there's a whole heap of literature that has come out in the last uh, last century, you know, and it's it's compiling, especially during our time, where scholars are starting to uh, are writing to the point of how the Bible is um, is not as accurate as it will seem to be, and it's and some have even dared to say that Jesus uh, is a fictional character, which is the most bizarre thing that you know. There were even secular scholars that say that's a pretty a silly thing to come up with a pretty uh, a stupid conclusion to come to because we know there indeed was a man named Jesus that lived. Now, uh, a lot of a lot of us and, and praise the Lord have ex- will accept that by faith that Jesus Christ came two thousand years ago, and uh, you know this is this is something I'm happy to to run with. But others that are really curious as to, uh, I really like to solidify solidify this this man that lived at the time and the things that they, that he said and the claims that he made. Well, this book, The Essential Jesus, uh, that's the arguments it goes into. So there are 10 scholars. I read this book um, years ago, and I, t- and I h- highly recommend it to find out uh, the claims that um, why Jesus is who he says he is. And, uh, you know, and, and to be, when we're really honest, there's only three conclusions that we can come with. This. And uh, Josh McDowell, sorry, Mere Christianity by, um, Mere Christianity Who's the guy that wrote the? Uh, his name goes from me. That wrote the the line, the witch in the wardrobe. C.S. Lewis. Yeah, mm. thank you, Lord. C.S. Lewis. He wrote that there's only three conclusions. He's either a lunatic, or he's a liar, or he's telling the truth. Mm. Right? That he's the Lord. Right? Those are the three things you can come up with. So when you read the essential Jesus and you see that this actually was a man that walked the earth and made these claims, but well, then we got to make a conclusion and jump out in faith and go, well, you know, I'm gonna. I believe what he says, or you can go with the other two, which is where a lot of um, uh, a lot of the world is going. And when I say a lot, 
I support what Jesus said in the Bible. He said there's few that will find it and actually go after it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Because uh, there there are many reasons that people wouldn't choose this. But uh, I, I personally think um, the reason why people, there's very few that find it is because when you read the Sermon on the Mount, when you get to know who Jesus is, we have to lay aside everything that we think makes a a happy, successful life. Right? You imagine Jesus being the door, right? Let's just imagine this massive cross and there's a little door at the bottom of that cross and you want to be on the other side of this cross. You know that on the other side of this cross, there's this beautiful life of eternity and freedom. And when you come to the door, you're carrying everything that you want to, that you believe makes you successful in life. You're kept, you're carrying your, if you can imagine that you're, you're carrying your uh, house in this backpack, you're carrying your academic achievements, you're carrying your career, you're carrying all these things that you believe make up, make up uh, success in life. And you come to the store and at the door, <laughs> you see this little sign. Uh, you have to drop everything. You have to leave everything here at the, at the door, right? Mm. I was like, what? You know, like this is, <laughs> this is a huge thing to to do. So there is there is a decision that has to be made. Wow, do I really want what's on the other side? You know, just just leave those things, leave all your burdens, everything that you think is, uh, you know, that you have to take care of, all these grudges that you have, everything, everything, just leave it there, mm. and just come to the other side, right? And when you get through the door. And you turn around and you look at that door that you just came through. At the top of the door is another sign, right? It says, you belong here because Jesus invited you and he paid for you. And there's a better house here. And you made the decision to go through the door. <laughs> yeah, you made the decision to go through it. You, you, got, a, you got a better job here. Hmm. You've got this happening for you here. Like, you know, like, wow. wow. You know, and and that, that, that decision it's tough, you know. It's a. It, it almost in case there's always there's always that person that thinks, "Oh, are you saying that God's telling me to give up my my career or give up my house or give?" No, I I, I don't know what God's asking you, but what I know what He's asking you is strive. That's what He's asked, and whatever He asks for you in your particular situation, you know what the, that means. You know what the, the things that it is in your life that God is, is saying. This is getting in the way of you getting to know who I am. Mm. Right, and I'm calling you. Come to the door. It's open to everyone. At the end of this, at the end of this parable, it says that um, people come north, south, east, and west, and will come and recline at the table. Jesus, make the invitation again. Come have a feed. Mm. Anyone is invited to come. It's just that few find it. Few find that sign on the door which says, "Leave everything here." And people are like, "Oh, you know what? Maybe I'll go this way." You know, but those who who hold on to the promises that Jesus is saying, they will leave it there and say, you know what, I choose I choose Jesus, mm-hmm. I choose Jesus and the promises that Jesus has made, and so we're left with that invitation. It's not something in the future. Jesus spoke to that person that day, and Jesus speaks to, to us today. Strive, train, make an effort to get to know me. I promise you, <laughs> I, I, all the promises I, that he has, I have your best interest at heart because God cares for you, God cares for me, and has 
has prepared everything to make uh, this life that we live in the, in the kingdom of God from now until eternity, we're going to find that, that peace that's promised, promised to, to each and every single one of us. So, you know, I, I want to I be, a, I be a, an agent for Jesus Christ right now and make that invitation to anybody that's listening right now. Come to the door, to the door that few find. Jesus make the invitation to you this morning. Mm. Thank you, David, for that um, powerful sharing. And I hope our listeners have been blessed with that wonderful message. Um, and just to remind our listeners, if you'd like to claim a free book offer, and I encourage you to text this code, um, ENCOUNTER8, Encounter number eight. Don't put any space between. I'm um, texted to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. This is a very special book, and um, it'll give you a good mm. insight of who Jesus is actually, and um, get it help you to actually understand Jesus better. Um, what do you have for us next week? David? Next week is the the Pharisee and the tax collector. We're going to look at these two different characters, and still, we're still in the subject of the parables that are about salvation. Mm. And we're going to connect more dots. <laughs> we're going to connect more dots here. I, I uh, quickly want to mention that um, that the people relied on status, the status of coming from Abraham. You know, the status of this and that. God does not look at our status. God does not look at our status. He He looks at us. How well do you know who I am? That's the that's what we're driving here, and we're gonna we're gonna bring the magnifying glass even closer uh, next week to what we what that looks like. Mm. All right, so join David and I next week to hear more of what he has to say. And um, tomorrow we have Peter Watts. Um, Peter will be talking about the work and the life. Join Peter tomorrow. Uh, Peter will be with Jason, and um, so you can be blessed by what he has to share. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you've been mm. blessed with today's sharing and I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day. We're going out with this song, Jesus Calls Us by Danny Byram. Jesus calls us over the tumult of the sea. Come and walk with me Jesus calls us From the worship of the things that we Best
טוב ממור 